Welcome to Electrician U, the friendliest electrical forum on the internet where asking the simple questions is nothing to be ashamed of. Electrician U, we have the solution for trade-related ignorance. I'm your host, Brock Lancaster. Richard Altman is our co-host. Zach Metton is our production team manager and commentator. And Matt Bergman is our commentator that also interacts with our live listening audience. This evening, everyone has a night off, and I had planned on doing a one-man show this evening, but I have a guest host here, guest co-host, his name is Dustin, and he'll be along with me, and we're going to be talking about the topic today, working for friends, working for family, and working for free. And um, before we begin, I'd just like to let everybody know that on Electrician U, we have all kinds of trade-related material and educational resources available at electricianu.com. If you're studying for a state exam or you simply want to edify your own knowledge, we offer a comprehensive array of videos, study guides, interactive forums, and even online classes for as little as under 70 cents a day. So take time to check out what we have at electricianu.com. So, as I mentioned earlier, uh, today I'd like to talk about something that's a hot-button item with a lot of people. Um, and that entails doing work for friends, doing work for family, and even doing work for free sometimes. And in a worst-case scenario, you may even have to come out of your own pocket just to finish the job properly in order to maintain the relationship that you may have with that person. Um, and it can be difficult to like to say no, because when you can see up front that the project is going to be a losing endeavor, you know, it's going to just be a real pain in the neck. Um, but you do it anyway, thinking, well, it might not be that bad. And then when you get there, the first thing you notice is the house is just a mess. It looks like a hurricane hit it. There's things in the way. Uh, you can't quite get to the area where you need to work because there's a bunch of junk in the way. And the first thing they want us to ask is, oh, do you need me to move that stuff? Well, yes, of course. You know, I came over here to fix this for you and you're you're working against me. You're not even helping me. Um, and then other times, let's say like you may quote them a price and they don't want to pay that price or they want to know how can we do it cheaper. And then you get cheaper materials and then you realize the cheaper materials make the work harder. Um, let's say if you want to paint somebody's house and they got uh, say a gallon of paint from, let's say, the dollar store. And then you got to paint the wall like six times in order for it to cover. Those kind of things can kind of irritate you. And then it's like, well, you know, what I thought was going to be a one hour job is now ended up being a 12 hour job. And I really ought to be getting more money for this. But they don't really you know, think so. You know, it's like, well, I'm paying for a paint job. You said you do it for one hundred dollars. And that could be frustrating, you know, when you're working with friends and family because you're almost doing the work uh, for free. Um, anything you want to comment on, uh, Dustin, about what I just said? Yes, I mean, you'll run into that, especially like with friends and family, and that's that is something that's really tough because mm -hmm. you're trying to be fair to them, but mm -hmm. then they're also going to try. You know, you give them an inch, they may take a mile. Right, exactly. So, exactly. like something like that is, uh, it's really hard, especially when it's your friends and your family, to mm -hmm. to stand your ground and be like, listen, this is what it's got to be. Mm -hmm. Right. But then you also think about like, well, you don't want to have that falling out because like the next holiday event, you know, what's the backlash going to be? Yeah. Or, you know, what are people going to think about you? You know, you say like, um, um, let's say this particular relative uh, feels like you're betraying the family now that, you know, you say, well, if I had your skills, I would do blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, at that point, you you can, uh, you know, kind of say, you know, talk's cheap, you know, mm -hmm. you can, this is a skill that anybody can learn. And mm -hmm. 
if they were in your same shoes, they probably really wouldn't do the same thing. True. Absolutely. Most definitely, because if you think about, because I think everybody's got either a skill or some kind of gift that was very difficult, or at least not difficult, but something they put a lot of time into that they're not just willing to give up so easily. And I think sometimes if you like present that as like evidence to put the shoe on other foot, so to speak, to mm-hmm. say, you know, what, what, what if, you know, I ask you to do blah, 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 you know, would you just, you know, drop what you're doing and do it for me for free? Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things, like if, if they have something to offer in return and you actually need that skill, that, that service or skill that they have, then yeah, you might do a, you know, even trade, but a lot of times you're, you may not need their particular skill or their particular, you know, uh, trade that they have. So right. it, it's kind of, it's kind of a interesting area. You know, like, like you said, like dealing with family is you're always worried about that backlash or, you know, them being like, oh, you know, you're just you're just trying to screw over family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you were saying that, it, it kind of reminded me, made me think of how, like, um, if they didn't have a particular skill or trade, I, I think that anybody who does have a particular skill or trade wouldn't necessarily discount your skill or trade. So let's say, okay, we're electricians, but let's say somebody was a seamstress or somebody uh, was a lawyer or a doctor. I think they would pretty much appreciate you as an electrician simply because they knew how hard it was to become what they became. Yeah, but sometimes that gets lost in translation also. Okay. You know, that's a lot lot of times people think that because we aren't a skill that has to go to school and get a degree that, you know, everybody looks down on us because of the fact that we work with our hands or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's one of those, one of those things like growing up, you know, everybody tells you, Oh, to be successful, you got to go to college. You got to do this. You got to do that. Right. But the truth is there's plenty of careers out there that you can make a really good living on by putting forth the effort and putting in the time and studying, you know, you, mm-hmm. we, we still have to study. We still have to take a test and we still have to do continued education uh, at least where I'm at, I don't mm-hmm. know about every state, but, mm-hmm. um, we put forth a lot of effort to stay at the top of our game. And this is a skill that is handed down from generation to generation mm-hmm. by other electricians. True. So it, it's been, it's been learned the hard way, uh, by many, mm-hmm. and we are fortunate to reap the benefits of that. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that because, um, um, you know, because like, I guess it's almost like looking down on us as we're the garbage man, if you will. Yeah. Even though the garbage man is, you know, that uh, usually union worker who (laughs) makes a lot of money to pick up your trash. Yeah. And and if for some Uh, reason he didn't come to work, we'd have all, we'd all have problems. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big problems. And, and, And so even at that, like a lot of times, I guess people would say, well, you know, I need all this trash hauled out of my backyard. You know, can you do it for ten dollars since you're already a garbage man? Yeah, I I don't know if that happens to trash collectors. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if it'd be the same. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that somebody has a, a an excess of trash in their backyard. That ha- I'm sure that has happened at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, because like here, um, you're only allowed to you're allowed to have like one large item picked up pretty much a year, and that's about it. Right. Yes. Other than that, you have to drive it to the dump yourself and pay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
And then even like any of people want to clean out the basements, clean out the garages, or let's just say like if you're your property manager and you evict somebody, then you have to get rid of everything left behind in the house. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And so then it's like one of the questions that comes up, you know, with, with, with all we said up to this point is like, how do you say no without being the bad guy? How do you really tell your friends and family and loved ones that, Hey, I would really like to do this for you, but I cannot do this for free. Um, I mean, you can offer, you can offer to teach them a skill. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you, the point. Yeah. You, you can, you can show them be like, listen, I, I mean, I can't do this for free, but I can show you and teach mm-hmm. you how to do this yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll have a better understanding of where I'm coming from asking, you know, this amount of money to do this. Yes. I, I, know, I like that. Yeah. And something like that, you know, you're also helping somebody else out at the same mm-hmm. time because mm-hmm. they are learning a s- skill, you know, maybe their maybe their job one day ends up disappearing. Yeah. You know, turns over to robots and, you know. <laughs> right. And not to negate what you're saying, but I, I've been in a couple situations like that where um, that didn't even really help. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to do it alongside with them, you know, make them put some skin in the game. Um, but I've even had like a couple of situations like that where um, they would say, well, it was hard for me, but it's got to be easy for you where let's say like somebody's finishing their basement and i said okay well i'll come and do all the hookups for you but what i need you to do is run all this wire through the studs and maybe a day and a half in they say man you don't understand this is tough it's hard to pull this wire you know <laughs> yeah and they don't understand that yeah but we also have learned all those little tricks that uh you know really help us out in the long run you know mm-hmm. and even trying to teach those sometimes you can't you know it's it's like it's something that you just naturally know yes absolutely absolutely because um yeah because even even if you ever tried to pull wire like with a newbie it's almost like gets you to the point you can get so frustrated when you just say hey just go sit down i'll do it myself and 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 i guess you can kind of get stuck with that same situation when you're also dealing with friends and family especially like if you go help them but they want to you know put some skin in the game and they want to help and their help isn't helpful where they're really more or less getting in your way than they are actually helping move the job along to the point where you're saying you know i I can do this a whole lot quicker you know go watch tv i'll call you in an hour you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've all been in that situation especially with the with some of the apprentices that we've we're we're getting Mm -hmm. um where either they can't make a head like on like in the commercial industry if they can't make a head on wire it Mm -hmm. it just makes your life 10 times harder yes Mm -hmm. Um, romex i mean romex is fairly easy i I mean it's if there's sheetrock on the wall then yeah that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. whole nother uh dog in the fight but uh yes Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, it's like when you help this, you know, you're talking about like teaching your 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 family member or friend a particular trade or particular skill. Um, what I found is anytime I've done that, it's like they quit after the first day because they think that they're going to learn everything on the first day. And you know, they spend like eight hours yep. with me, and all they figured how to do was like one task. Yeah, that uh, it, it seems like a really easy you know, 
thing to do, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it takes, I think within like a good three or four months, you can pretty much have a good base knowledge of everything that you need to do, mm-hmm. but it's going to take another two years to, to refine those skills and get faster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, I guess you have to like kind of develop that balance where you can like give them something to do to where they can actually see the results of their labor almost immediately. Um, because like we're so used to watching these TV shows on HGTV and these other, you know, home channels to where it's like they finish everything in a 30 minute episode. So you think that this, this homeowner went from knowing nothing to being, you know, a semi pro expert, uh, um, within that episode. Yeah. And it's also, that's also a uh, problem with the society we live in now. Everybody Mm -hmm. wants that instant gratification, right? even though it may take weeks may take months yes you know everybody wants to see the fruits of the labor right then that's true that 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 is indeed true um because like when you watch these tv shows you know the first thing that they'll do is give them give the homeowner a sledgehammer and say i want you to go over there and tear this wall down (laughs) and if you've never tore a wall down before you know it's not that easy well, I mean, so it's also not that easy if you're trying to do that on your own home and you don't know that that's a load-bearing wall. Aha, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can get in real trouble real quick if that's a load-bearing wall and you go to take a sledgehammer to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, even myself, like, I made the mistake of helping a friend. She wanted to take a wall out of her living room and make it, like, one big, gigantic, big, great room. And, and thankfully, it wasn't a load-bearing wall, which... Um, you know, based upon where the wall was, I knew that it wasn't. Um, but it just seemed like it ended up being a whole lot harder than what it looked like on the surface. And um, where I actually ended up calling another contractor to do it for me because I got the drywall down, but getting those studs out was not an easy thing. No, you know, especially that, you know, that that bottom plate and the top plates. Those yes, are that, usually, that's what it was. Usually uh, nailed in there pretty good. Yes, that, that that's what really, because it's, it's like, especially if the house is prefabbed, you know, it's like those walls are already assembled, so they're like dropping stuff on top of those walls. Yeah. Even though it's not load-bearing, you know, you got weight sitting on it. Yep. And, yeah, uh, one, of, one of my buddies who used to be a framer, he, he, he said that. He was like, you know, even walls that aren't load-bearing on the plans, he's mm-hmm. like, by the time that house settles, it's yes. a load-bearing wall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, because like once the wall was out, there was a big, long hairline crack above the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that will unfortunately happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I had an expert come out and look at it, and he said, "Yes, yeah, a nasty looking crack, but your house is not falling down." So you know, that gave me you know a sigh of relief. But but you're you're absolutely right about that. And um. So it's like through that through that situation, I kind of learned that even like you can't always help people who want to help, or at least you can't accept help from people who always want to help. Um, where they say, "Hey, well, you know, rather than paying all this money for it, you know, I'll do it with you, and I'll give you sweat equity, and I'll put the labor in." And um, they usually quit within the first hour or two when they realize how hard and dirty and you know how 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 uh, how, how uh, I don't want to say stressful, but how um um. I can't think of the right word for that, but basically just the amount of effort that you have to put into something like that. Yep. That's every, everything seems easy on, on the surface mm-hmm. until you get, until you get digging into it 
everything seems nice and easy. Like, oh, this this job will only take me in, you know, an hour. You know, yeah, it should only take me an hour to you know add another plug. But you don't know what's inside that wall. Mm-hmm, right. Exactly. Yep. Um, because I've seen situations where I've taken walls down and it ended up being a plenum. Yes. If it was like a metal air duct already in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or you find out that there's a, you know, a plumbing pipe that's taken up that entire space, you know, mm-hmm. and you're trying to fish a wire from one plug to another and you don't have the luxury of having all that space. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so then, like, another thing that we often have to deal with um, when we're dealing with friends and family as far as, like, doing work for them is is that when you do them a favor, let's say, and things go very, very well. Let's just say, you know, every once in a while we have this situation where everything goes perfectly, everything uh, uh, falls into place. Um, you know, you might have made a little bit of money off of it even, um, but you didn't really yeah. make as money off of it, as much of it as you wanted to, but it just happened to be a real easy job. Things worked out. Now they want to refer you to other people. Yes. You know, come, come, come see my friend. You know, he'll do it for you. He does, he, he does work really good and he does it cheaply. And so now you have to have that whole conversation all over again. It's like, well, you did it for, you know, this person for X amount of dollars. Why can't you do it for me for the six amount of dollars, you know? And then they yeah. go back. That, that's, that's like one of those things where you have to, like, tell your friend, like, listen, <laughs> I, I mean, we're getting into a gray area here, you yes. know? <laughs> like, like if, if, if I happen to get, you know, reported, like, you, you know, like even, <laughs> even Dustin learned the hard way on that one, you yes. know, there, there's a chance I could lose my license and never be able to practice what I love again. Right. So it, it's a yes. gray area when you start, when you start doing, like, helping a friend out or helping a family out, I'm pretty sure you can swing that one. Yeah. Um, but once you start working for friends of friends or, you know, things like that, that's when you're, you're getting into a a real finicky area of potentially losing your license. Yes. So, so true. And, and and even like, go ahead. I was just going to say that's, that's, that's one of those things that you have to explain to, you know, your friend or your family, you know, be like, listen, I, I can't be just going out and broadcasting this to everybody. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because like even I, I myself had had a situation like that where I've done something for a relative and then she goes along, tells her friend about it. And, and then she's like, well, I already told my, my girlfriend that, uh, uh, that she would do it. And I'm like, no, no, you have to untell her <laughs> that I was going to do it because just like you're talking about the liability aspect of it, um, where it's like if something goes wrong, all of that friend of a friend stuff goes out the window. And then, and then all, all it takes is them to make that one phone call and you can be yes. in, a, in, a, in a battle for just your license. Absolutely. You know? And you even can be like, liable for the house or if mm-hmm. something goes bad like that, you could be liable for all of that. Right. Absolutely. And it's like I've even talked to a couple of lawyers, which I didn't realize like a lot of lawyers will, you know, put these things into their clients' heads where it's like at one point um, I thought I would have to sue somebody. And I only wanted like one little thing in this little dispute that we had. And the lawyer's like, no, no, you have to try to go go get them for every last little thing that they did wrong. 
And I'm like, well, you know, I can't do that. So the guy was trying to do this for me in goodwill. So, you yeah. know, things that he messed up on, you know, I don't want to get him for that. I just want to get him for the money he owes me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem is like, once you start talking to lawyers, they, they want everything because their, yes. their, their pay is going to be based off of that. So right. they don't want, they don't want that little bitty small, oh yeah, this guy, you know, broke a plate. I, I just want him to get him to replace that plate, you know, yes. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, no, the, the the whole house, that whole wall was destroyed, or, you know, yeah. he, he broke my fine china, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course, because um, because the, the the piece of china hit the wall, and I couldn't find the, ma- the paint that would match that, that dent in the wall, so I had to paint the whole wall. Yeah. And yep. then when I realized that wall didn't match the other walls, and I had to paint the whole room. Yep, and then it's just a slippery slope from there. Mm-hmm. $3,500 for one plate. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 like you have to be careful with with the friends of the friends, um, because people will uh, um, forget that situation very very quickly. I mean, you can almost get away with it with your own closest people because it kind of flips the script. Where just like they will give you 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 know you, you create an awkward moment if you didn't help that family member, but then likewise if they sued you, it would just be just as awkward you know during holiday time and everything. So I really yeah. you know so. <laughs> Even though you got jobs that you kind of regret doing for them, um, you're not going to get in trouble for it. You would hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some some family, you know, they'll they'll eat you alive like they don't even know you. You know, yeah. and we we all have somebody in our family that's like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true. And then, um, but then, like conversely, I'm um, kind of switching gears here a little bit. Um, there, are, there have been times where I actually did help friends and family, and like I'm saying, where where the situation went well, um, because it's almost like. I will help friends and family under certain situations. Let's say, like if I'm doing it as a gift for them. Um, whereas, like it's not going to cost me a whole lot, but even if it does, I'm not expecting anything in return. I'm not expecting them to. It's, it's basically if I can do something for you and and you're free, it's not going to cost me anything. It's like a lot of times, you know, we can do something for free, but it, but it has a price attached to it from from our end. Yeah, like I mean, if if you only need like. It, Say your aunt wanted to add a plug, you know, ten feet away, mm-hmm. and and you have some extra wire left over from another job, so you already have that material. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a, a cut in box is, you know, what three bucks maybe. Yeah. So right. Why not? You know, why not mm-hmm. just go ahead and throw that in there for her, and mm-hmm. you know. And then your aunt's going to say, you know, that that uh, um, it's going to be beyond her expectations anyway. Uh, it's a good possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good possibility. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be in people's court being sued by your aunt because you put the outlet at, at eight inches away yeah. instead of 16 inches away yeah yeah now now she has to reach you know behind a, a counter or behind a piece of furniture to plug it in and, and she pulled her shoulder out of the socket in the process. <laughs> and now you got to pay the medical bills now you got to pay the medical bills right see because you're a professional electrician and you should have known better yeah and so let me read a couple comments here. Um, someone has here, hook it up, cousin. I hate when people say hook it up. <laughs> All here is give me, give me, give me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then let's see. Someone else here says, I went to do an estimate for a lady that had some issue where some of the plumbing broke off and leaked into the basement ceiling and shorted the circuit. She said that she had to pay uh, some people doing the work in the house and that she blames them for all the problems that happened. And she was adamant about getting the company that did the work. They will pay. 
it was a situation where the fire department arrived and shut the whole house panel off. Mm, wow. I know that sounded messy. That sounds real messy. Yeah, that, that sounds like one of those calls where I'd have been like, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta go to the truck. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm getting out of there. Yeah. And, and as a side note, this is kind of off the topic, but I did have a situation like that one day where I was actually um, screwing something to the ceiling. I was screwing a smoke detector to, to the ceiling in, in a apartment building. Like, this is a big, gigantic lobby and everything. And I wasn't sure. This was, like, right next to a fire alarm device, like a, um, um, a fire alarm heat device that was hired into the main system. And this was just a battery-powered smoke detector that I was putting there um, for whatever reason they wanted. That's a whole another story in and of itself. But as I'm screwing it to the ceiling, I can't get it through that metal stud. As soon as it goes right through the metal stud, the fire alarm starts starts beeping. And I said, oh my goodness, I hope I did not set this off. I'm going to just, you know, just sneak out of here for a little while. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. but th thankfully it wasn't me. It was actually somebody hit a sprinkler in the garage. Uh, but, um... Yeah, speaking of those sprinklers, uh, yes. a couple, couple guys on uh, another crew for my company, they uh, they took out a sprinkler head uh, this week. So that was oh, no. that was fun. We all got to see that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And see, the worst of it is like when you're in a four or five story building and you hit the sprinkler head on the first floor, turning off the water is not going to help you. <laughs> no. You know, if if you're lucky, maybe you might be able to get like a big trash can or a barrel to catch whatever water is, you know, re residual water is in the pipes. Does yeah, the, the thing that the thing that was worrying me on that one is the fact that uh, I mean, I'd been in that on that job before, and downstairs is an active office building. Uh huh. And you know that water found its way down there somehow. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm sitting here going, uh, we uh, are we gonna take out like computers or whatever's downstairs, like. Mm -hmm. get expensive real quick yes absolutely <laughs> and hopefully you have insurance but you really don't want to file a claim and have to explain what happened uh i mean we got insurance but yeah that's not <laughs> you don't want to make that call <laughs> no sir because i mean i i've had like workman's comp claims where you know i was the victim in an accident and i've had to explain this story like three four times over and I and, and I and I was in the right. So. Oh yeah, yeah. They they try to find any way possible to not not get you in that. You know. Yeah, but but I'm thinking like how horrible it must feel. Like you you were the guy who caused this accident. And now you got to explain it four or five times over. Yeah. And so it's like you were carrying that ladder and you weren't weren't watching where you were going. Oh come on, please. please <laughs> can you let up on me a little bit? But um, but yes, yeah, it's, it, it's like. A lot of times in any situations, like when you're helping friends or helping family, it's almost like the best way to do it is if you have if you have the time and you have the money and you're not worried about making a profit. Um, that's probably like the only time that you can really do work for friends and family. I mean, I could say that I'm very fortunate and that a lot of my relatives are business owners themselves or professionals in their own right to where they do appreciate um, the value that I bring, you know, to whatever it is that they need to do. And, um, and I think like in myself, I've kind of felt a little awkward about it where I really didn't want to charge them what my services were worth, even though they really wanted to pay me what I was worth. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a, a family loyalty thing, you know, like yes. you don't want to, you, you do like you're, you're okay. F like charging a stranger that because you know that's the going rate, and mm -hmm. there's also people that probably charge more than you, mm -hmm. or or less than you. But uh -huh. you know that your service may be better than even the person charging 
double. Right. You know, yes. You're going to take your time. You're going to do it right. <clears throat> and some of those guys are literally just in it. Like just, we, we just want the money. Like, let's exactly. get in, get out. We'll do it exactly. as fast as possible. Mm. Right. So if it's missing a couple screws or something is loose, we just got to get out of here. Yep. And, and then Whereas, they just hope they, they hope they don't get a call back. Mm -hmm, right. You know, let that one year warranty run out. Oops. One year. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the old the old tail light warranty. As soon as my tail lights are out of view, that's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And um, it's like where you know when we're doing it for family, you know, we'll take that extra step, take the extra care. Or if let's say we open up something and we see something else going wrong back there, we're going to fix it. You know, regardless. Yeah, I mean, and and hopefully it's something that you can fix, and you don't have to you know, go out of your way to go buy more material and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Because, I mean, if, if it's going to be something that's very costly, then you you have to at least get material. Yes, you know? that's true. You're, that's they're they're going to have to pay for material. That's true, and yeah. sometimes they may not understand that, mm -hmm. that, you know, hey, this is, this is something I see, and having to explain that sometimes is hard, even to family. You mm -hmm. know, like, this could be a potential danger. You know, if you see a nicked wire or, you know, something like that, and but you can't leave it like that. So even if they right. don't want to pay for it, you're probably going to fix it regardless. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then especially when they don't understand the cost of materials have changed over the years. Um, okay, so maybe two by fours have like tripled in price just in the last two years. But let's mm -hmm. just say that like even yeah. just before the pandemic, if you think about what the materials cost back in the 80s or the 90s, and then you tell them today, okay, this is what the wire is going to cost, or this is what two by four is going to cost. And you say, oh my goodness, you know, I, when I was your age, Sonny, you know, we used to get two two by fours for a nickel. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that, like, with the, speaking of material cost going up, what doesn't make sense to me is Romex has gone up, has pretty much doubled in price, mm -hmm. but MC seems to have not really changed too much. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it had a small margin of, you know, inflation. Mm-hmm. So, right, but I think, and I was reading something, I don't know what, what source I was reading, and I need to go back and research this so that I know I'm saying the right thing, but I think that a lot of MC nowadays is actually copper-clad aluminum. Ooh, if, if that's the case, I have not seen that. Right, and um, I, I saw that on a package. I, I was looking at the Home Depot website, looking up the price of MC, and like, you know, like you're talking about, and price of MC was, you know, rather reasonable. And yeah. um, then I saw it said copper clad aluminum on the package. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if I was looking the right thing or if I was looking at a package from, let's say, like another country or something like that. But basically, that, that, that's what it said. And um, so I really have to go to Home Depot one day, see if they got an open package, cut the end off, see, you know, if, they, if it's actually aluminum inside that copper. I don't know. Yeah, now, now you've sparked my interest. I'm actually <laughs> on, <laughs> right. on Home Depot's <laughs> website right now. I'm like, wait a minute, is this the case? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so it's like um, when you're doing work for friends and family, I, th I think that, that, that it is important where you have to be willing to take the L when they don't appreciate what it is that you're doing. But then I think that you also have to be willing to charge the full price when that family member respects you enough to pay it. And um, I think too often, more often than not, we tend to get that wrong because we love our family members. And, um, and sometimes, you know, it becomes like a self 
detrimental type of thing or, or a counterproductive type thing. So before we close for this, uh, for the end of this podcast, uh, do you have anything, uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, no, I, I believe we've pretty much covered just about everything on that one. Yes, yes, we did. So I definitely appreciate you being the stand in this evening, Dustin. You've been a very good host for this evening. I believe everybody who's been listening has been enjoying uh, everything that you've been sharing with us today and what, we, what you've had to say. Well, I, and- I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Absolutely. And we'd like to have you on again in the very, very near future. Uh, This has been good. This has been great. And for everyone else, thank you for joining us for another podcast, Electrician You. I'm your host, Brock Lancaster. Richard Altman is our co-host. Zach Metten is our production team manager and commentator. And Matt Bergman is our commentator who normally interacts with the audience when he's online with us. And then also for this evening, we've also had our stand-in guest host, uh, co-host, Dustin. Now, be sure to check out all of our available resources at electricianu.com. And if you like what you see, invest in yourself and become a member. We encourage all of our fans to participate in our forums um, and we encourage you to join our social media platforms and we encourage you to learn from our videos but if you want the best of what we have to offer membership has its privileges so until next time this has been the eu podcast